Hi there. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Kessler Law Firm podcast. We have a real treat today. We are joined by ace detective Jerry Lyons. Jerry is a retired New York City detective and someone I've worked with as a private investigator for a lot of years. And let me tell you, he's one of the best. Welcome, Jerry. Thanks, Mike. It's great to be here. Jerry, we were talking the other day about this latest mass shooting at a school, this horrible incident down in Texas. What's your take on that? Well, my take is that the cops, me coming from law enforcement, the cops were an embarrassment to me. You don't stand outside classrooms. Shots are being fired. You run in. And it's not just, say, cops that should run in, Mike. It should be any adult. Those were babies in there. They're eight, nine, ten-year-old children. Any adult should run in there. You don't have to be a cop. For a cop not to do that, it really bothered me. These particular police officers had had active shooter training. You read about that, right? Right. Well, you could throw that book out the window because they didn't follow it. They and, didn't follow, and, but I mean, it, it wasn't a matter of they didn't know what to do because they'd taken special classes just a few months ago. And I understand that they also had been issued body armor to protect themselves for just this kind of an event. Well, Mike, like I said, they, what you just said, they had training, they had body armor, but even if they didn't have body armor, even if they didn't have training, they are cops. Well, you know, when they got, when they took that job, somebody gave them a gun that told them that the job is dangerous. And every two weeks they picked up a paycheck. But when the job became dangerous, they weren't there. Police work is tough. It's a tough job. It's not for everybody. I, I wouldn't want to do it. I'm not equipped to do it. But I, th I think there are times when we know the people who are equipped, who are trained, who chose to do it, because after all, people don't get drafted to be police officers. Sometimes there's just no question they didn't do what they were supposed to do. I, I know because we, we, we've talked about this and both of us were both angry and frustrated at what didn't happen. What were you expecting the police to be doing as this situation was unfolding? I think with their training, my, my expectation of any cop is if somebody tells you there's a guy with a gun around the corner, you go around the corner. I, they, 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 you look up and down all these cop cars driving up and down the street, and most of them have on the right, they write on there, protect and serve. Well, in this case, I would have expect the cops to run around a corner, and they didn't do that, and they didn't protect and serve. The only person that people they protected were themselves. And we've, we've seen some stories that they actually were arresting parents that were trying to go in without guns, without body armor, without training, just going in to rescue these children. And some parents actually went in and rescued the children. So unarmed parents went in for their own children and maybe other children, but, but the cops who are paid to do this, who pick up a paycheck to do this, didn't do this. And you know what the worst part is? Tell they me. then lied about it. 
They then lied about it. They yeah. told stories. They made up stories. And then the next day, you heard another story. And then the next day, you heard another story. The, it's bad enough they didn't go in. They made it worse by lying about it. I, I agree. You know, our, our audience doesn't know you. I don't want you to come off as just a critic of the police. How about tell us about your background so we'll know where you're coming well, from. I was a detective in New York City. Mike, I was in two shootouts. Two. Another time I had the barrel of a gun up against my chest. I had a razor blade to my throat. All right. I had a guy stick his finger behind my eye four times trying to pop it out. So I kind of have an idea of what a cop should do in, in a time of danger. How long were you a police officer in New York? 20 years. 20 years. And uh, it was, the, I tell you what, I loved it. I was scared every day, but I laughed every day because I, had, I worked with good people. And, but I loved it. I was scared, Mike. I, when I tell you I was scared, I was scared. And, and, but you just, you just do the job. And you do, you, you know, you like to think, you know, cops, and I, I was probably like that too. You know, we have egos. You know, we like to think that it was something special because we're, sure. we're saving people. So, but, you know, there was, there was nothing special happening that day. And, so, and I love, and I, just going back, I, I love cops. I support cops, but I don't like bad cops. And I don't like, I don't even like retired cops who don't speak out about bad cops because the bad cops can't believe that their behavior is acceptable. And it's bad for all of us if we don't have faith in, and confidence in our police. Right. Because who's going to help you? Where are you going to go? If you don't have faith and confidence in your police, what are you going to do then? And, and look at all the cases I know you've been involved with. I'm, I'm involved with every day where cases go to court and police officers come in and testify and you, you want to believe that the police officers are, are telling the truth and they're, and they are doing the right thing. You do. You want to believe that. And how many times do they testify based on their experience? I know this because of my experience with that. Right now, going back to this school shooting, you know, they they've had experience, but they didn't do the job. And going back to your question now is, you know, the criminal justice system doesn't work unless people tell the truth. Right now, I do, as you, I do uh, criminal defense and that's all I do. I used to put them in. Now I get them out. And but that's what I do. I do criminal defense. And people say to me all the time, well, how can you how can you do that? How can you how can you try to get get him off or try to get her off? I never try to get anybody off. I never tried to get one person off. The only thing I do, I do the same thing now as I did when I was a cop, a police detective. I just look for the truth. If the truth helps my client, it helps my client. If it hurts my client, it hurts my client. So now my job is just to go out, find the truth, tell the attorney, say you, what the truth is, so you now know how to handle the case. Right. Do you go to trial? Do you try to get a plea? 
the you know so my job isn't to get somebody off my job is just to find the truth and what we do is you and i both we do external quality control for the police and and sometimes we do for crime labs you and i both know you from experience me from taking classes we both know how police are supposed to behave in a given situation and we compare that to what they actually did in the case at hand and sometimes that means applauding the police they did it they did it the way they were supposed to and the results they came up with are reliable and and sometimes not right they're supposed to get the right person and they're supposed to do it right but yeah how many cases i've been on cases where I've, I, as a defense investigator, I don't have the means that, the, say, a police detective has. Sometimes they get the FBI involved. I don't have the same technology that they have, all right? But there's things I find. And then I find them. I have to know that if I found them, they found it, and they never turned it over to the attorney. Now, the, the, the presumption is that this is an innocent man accused of this crime. Sure. Right? So so let's deal with an innocent man, even as a cop, let's deal with an innocent man. And if I sign, find something that's beneficial to this innocent man, because he's an innocent man, I should turn it over and I should let everybody know. Absolutely. But they don't do that. You know, but you know who I, doesn't do that too? The state attorney. The state attorney, because the cop gives it to the state attorney. It's the state attorney's job, not the cop's job to turn it over. It's the state attorney's job. Well, and this this might lead into a conversation for another day, but unfortunately, the law gives immunity to prosecutors and police when they fail to turn over exculpatory evidence. The chance of a prosecuting attorney ever being disciplined by the state bar is slim and none. It's a bad law, Mike, because of presumption of innocence. It, it, it really is. You know, people ask me, well, how likely is it that a client of yours is not guilty? Well, let's say the police and prosecutors get it right 99% of the time. We know that's not true. 99% of the time, that means one out of every 100 is wrongly accused. There were 6,000 felony cases prosecuted just in little old St. Lucie County last year. That's 60 innocent people. That's one, yeah, that 1% adds up. In one year, in one county. And the thing is, you can't just look at a case on paper and see, is this one of the 5,940 or is this one of the 60? Right. You can't. So, and that's why we have to presume them to be innocent unless they're proven otherwise. Well, you know, and that's it, Mike. Everybody you work for, everybody I work for, that, that's an innocent person. When we take the case, that's an innocent person until the jury finds them guilty. He's an innocent person. Unless they find them guilty. Right, right. Because un until makes it seem like it's inevitable. Right. And and. Right. And it's just not. And again, that, that 1%, th those 60 cases, that's just in St. Lucie County, one of 67 counties in Florida, and just in one year. Imagine how many people nationwide get wrongly accused. 
And that brings us back to where we started today. That's why we want to be able to count on the police doing their job right, doing it bravely to protect and serve. Right. You and I go way back and we've, we've, we've handled and we've talked about some interesting cases that our audience will know about. If it's all right with you, I'd like to have you back on again one day and we'll talk about Casey Anthony. I would love to talk about Casey Anthony. That's right. another innocent person. And let's do that again soon. Yeah, we can. All we right. Can. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in today to the Kessler Law Firm podcast. Thanks again to my special guest, Jerry Lyons. And I hope you'll follow us on YouTube or any other subscription service that you have so you never miss an episode. And I promise you, one and all, we'll have Jerry back on here very soon. Thank you. <laughs>